You're listening to episode number 34 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This episode is long overdue, and I am so glad it is finally here. Holly Spinelli is a teacher, a published author, a activist in many different areas, and a all-around adventurer. She dives deep into passion, how she sort of protects her energy, and also how you can do the same and get past the fear that is blocking you from doing the things you love. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need. And all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I am so excited to have one of my mentors with me here this week. I have Miss Holly Spinelli, who is literally the epitome of multi-passionism. I guess we'll use that word today. We'll run with it because, you know, that's what you call it. She is so passionate about the biggest things that are going on right now. And it's crazy to me how she is so involved in all of them because literally for me, if I just handle one thing, I just can't handle it and I can't add on another thing. So, Miss Finley, I'm so excited to welcome you to the show today. We're going to talk about all the things. And can you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you are passionate about? Sure. Sammy, thank you so much for having me here today. So, my name is Holly Spinelli. My largest passions are anti-racist and anti-biased education, animal rights, outdoor stewardship, and running. These are my big things that I love. I also enjoy writing both creatively and in the nonfiction realm. So there's a lot there. Yeah. But somehow they all connect too, which is really nice. Yeah. You can see that. <laughs> <you> do. <laughs> at least some of them do. At least. I don't write while I run. That would be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the writing with the activists on that work, you know. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about how, because I feel like a lot of times people will see multi-passionate people and be like, how in the world do they do it all? So talk to me a little bit how you work through that, because you also have a full-time job and a life as well. That's true. I think what you do is you don't I don't feel like I am stretching myself too thin because everything that I do, I love doing. Mm-hmm. So when you're excited by something, it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like a part of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think the largest thing I need to keep in mind is is balance. Am I spending enough time at home with my family? Am I making sure that I'm spending enough time planning my educational pursuits for my students and keeping my students in mind while making sure that I bring the activism into the classroom and offering them these perspectives? So like you said before, it has a lot to do with the linking and making sure that I'm able to link these things successfully 
and to make sure that I'm still passionate about them at the end of the day, which I still am. Yeah. I think a thing that when I was more of a multi-passionate person, I think the thing that I had struggled with the most, protecting my energy in certain places, right? So it was like, how far do I go in? How much do I, you know, sort of commit emotionally? So I feel like for a lot of teens, especially, there are a lot of things that they do during their day. Like we all only have 24 hours. And so it's hard to sort of like be all in in one thing when you're doing that. So say they have like soccer practice from like, you know, three to five, but their mind is worrying about something else. So how do you sort of like manage that as well? I know you touched on that a little bit before, but. I think for me, I have to take, and this took me a long time to learn. I don't want you to think I did this when I was 17. (laughs) Believe me, I didn't. I was a full throttle kind of person. I was always all in or not in at all, which is in some respects really cool, but it's also a way to get burnout fast. Mm -hmm. And to stay passionate about something, you need to step back and breathe and remember that you're not the only one in the fight, especially with activism. Right. A lot of successful activism is also listening and learning and sharing stories with other people and then putting plans into action as a collective and together. So that's how I keep my activist self charged up and going. Yeah. And then the other way that I keep myself, um, I guess, sort of, not on a schedule, but balanced, I would say. My running is my passion because it's solo time for me. Yeah, People need to be alone on occasion. And for me, nobody's going running with me. People think that's crazy, but that's my time to myself. And that's when I do a lot of my breathing, my reflecting. That's my meditation. I don't sit in a room and meditate. There are people who can do that. And I am jealous of them because I think it's beautiful that they can do that. Believe it or not, keeping my body in motion is how I still my mind. Mm -hmm. So when my mind is going into overdrive, I'm typically stationed somewhere or sitting. Yeah. Whereas if I'm running, my mind is at ease. So I found that sort of physiological and mental connection and ability to have one thing take a break while the other one is going. No, for sure. So that helped. Yeah, I think that physical activity is one of the things that I stress about the most just because it changes your life, literally. Like it will do wonders for you, whether you're stressed out or not, whether you're dealing with a bunch of things or you're not. So you touched on activism before and I want to sort of get into that and can you just Talk to me a little bit about how you sort of got full into that. Like, what was your sort of the process of your journey of like why you became so passionate about activism? My mother was an activist in the 1960s and the 1970s, particularly for racial rights and women's equality. Mm -hmm. Those were her biggest issues. She grew up in Brooklyn, New York. She saw racial riots growing up. And she also grew up in a household with... um, military veterans who fought in both the the Second World War and Korea, and growing up understanding that racism is bad and anti-Semitism is wrong and everyone should have equal rights and access to things. She grew up at the height of the civil rights movement, and she was a woman growing up at this time, and she got to see people like Angela Davis and Gloria Steinem, and she got to see the at the time, they were called the, the Gay Liberation Movement, which mm-hmm. was now Pride. So she would be in the village as a child observing these things while right. walking to school. So for us, it's always sort of, I'm blessed that I've been born into a household yeah. where activism was a thing and using your voice. And to be fair and to be honest, I have a lot of privilege being a person who was born at the time that I was born and someone who is also categorized as white. I understand the privilege that's with my skin and it yeah. is my job to use that privilege to help propel and make room for other voices and other stories and to make sure that other people are gaining 
uh, equitable access to things. So I am very, very aware of my privilege and I want to use it in the right way and to do the right things and to help amplify other voices. And sometimes that means me stopping and listening and not saying a word so that other people's voices can be heard. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's been a part of my life forever. I had a picture of Gloria Steinem on my wall when I was younger. Yeah. So, I mean, the activism was just part of who we are. Yeah. So you know how I have this like whole like step process that like, you know, how to find your passion, like this magical, glorious little thing that I created. But I think sometimes when people like hear it and see it, they're like, okay, like I get it, but like I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of want to hear from you sort of how you became passionate about selling the things. You could choose whatever you want to choose, like, you know, whatever. But because I feel like sometimes people can relate to a, someone's experience rather than just like a process. How I became passionate about things. My goodness. No pressure there. (laughs) I became passionate about anti-racist and anti-biased education through my own educational experience. I remember being a smaller girl in high school and in middle school. And some of my coaches would think that I wasn't athletic enough just because of the way that I looked. And then when I ran... They couldn't believe how fast I was, my stamina, or when I played a sport, if I took a hit, I got right back up. I didn't cry or complain if I wasn't hurt too badly, right? right? Those are the, and I remember seeing the looks on their faces and I didn't like being doubted because of the way that I looked or the way that I presented myself. Or there were other times in high school when educators would judge me based on the people I hung out with or the clothing that I wore. And I remember thinking, you don't even know who I am as a person. You haven't asked me one question about my ideas. And I remember thinking about these things and applying them later to some of the larger social issues that I would see happening and playing out both in school and outside of school. Why wouldn't somebody want to be friends with someone based on their race or their religion or the way that they identify sexually? I could not understand that. Yeah. Because I don't come from that space. As I told you before, my family cultivated a, a space of welcoming and warmth and open-mindedness and, and learning, fostering a place of, if you don't know, ask and remember to ask politely and with the intent to learn and to listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for those lessons. So I think naturally the progression happened, both in personal experience and observation. And now that I'm in a, again, a place of, Power mm-hmm. as an educator, there's a lot of power in that word, and there's a lot of power in the profession. And you literally have young people sitting in front of you. What kind of behavior am I modeling? What kind of language am I using? Am I greeting students when they walk through the door the same way that I would greet anybody else, mm-hmm. or the way that I would want to be greeted when I walk into a classroom or any space? So I work really hard to incorporate my personal experience and my thinking in the way that I treat others. And if I make a mistake, I own it. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. And I don't acknowledge my mistake in private with someone. If I make a public mistake, I publicly acknowledge that I've done something wrong. And I think that's why my passion still burns is because I saw that even when you make a mistake in public and you make the public admission and the apology and you sincerely mean it, people will respect that and understand that and come around to you. And I think because I'm open to making mistakes, 
my passion just keeps going. Does that make yes, sense? Yes, 100%. And I think that's the best segue. That's what I was just thinking about. Because this thing, uh, I wanted to touch on fear because I feel like that's such a word that comes up when I talk about trying to pursue things that I'm passionate about. Fear is prevalent in passions because some people, they want to pursue something, but they don't want to mess up. They're too afraid to mess up and like, quote unquote embarrass themselves. So how do you sort of push through that and get by that? Like you, I know you touched on it before, but it's also the precursor to that, which is like, oh my God, let me just not say anything in case I mess up. Mm. I think it's a lot easier to tell people, oh, just let it go. Just be you. Just enjoy it or walk in with a positive mindset. That's all great advice. Yeah. But when the reality comes down to it, <laughs> we're people and we're fearful. Mm-hmm. And for me, my fear is my writing. I am. I also write on the side because I, I love writing. Mm-hmm. I was terrified to put out one of my first articles. I didn't come from the greatest school. I didn't go to a terrible school, but I went to a run-of-the-mill, ordinary, large, very large Mm -hmm. public high school, and I didn't feel like I got the best education with my writing and my grammar. And when I was in college, that was reflected on occasion in some of my assessments that I would get back, and I would read some of the feedback, and that stuck with me. And even though I worked through it and I would meet with professors and go through all of my, you know, iterations of editing and work and I eventually honed my craft, Mm -hmm. I still to this day agonize over where, does this sound right? Will someone make fun of me? Is the comma in the right place? And then I have to zoom out. I do this thing where I tell myself, Holly, zoom out. And I go, is the comma the message or is what I'm trying to convey the message? Mm. And that helps me take that leap and send my work out to spaces. And yeah, it's been published in some spaces, a lot of blogs and professional writings. You know, I'm, I'm working on other things that are a little bit more creative. I haven't fully jumped into the, I'm going to share this with the world, but I joined an online collective five years ago and it's a welcoming community. Yeah. And when I ask for constructive feedback, they give it and they give it politely until I'm ready to receive that harsh tear down. Yeah. And I, I've got, no one would do that on the, on this collective that I'm a part of. It's right. just not the nature of it, mm. but I'm, I now seek more of the critique to, to help make my message as sharp and clear as possible. Mm-hmm. And I try to remember that people who come to something with critique is because they think I can do it better. And, and because they know that I want to do it better. Yeah. So I try to find the good in where I am. And no matter what, haters going to hate. So that's, yeah. you have to recognize that no matter what, there are going to be critics out there. And, you know, you just got to not ignore them, but surround yourself with the people who are going to uplift you. Yeah. And the critics' voices fall by the wayside. So I, I need to remember to get over that. So yeah. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. No, it's for not sure. Perfect. Yeah. So. That's just like the one thing that people just get so caught up in. You know what I mean? It's no, like you don't have to do it. Like, I mean, I get caught up in it too because, you know, almost everyone does. Sure. But like when I had that breakthrough, I'm like, okay, maybe perfectionism isn't the one thing that's actually going to help me in any of this. And it was boom, like, let's go. Source selling. <laughs> that's how the podcast started because I remember the first episode I had, I hated it so much. And I did it four times over because I just like didn't like how this sound and this and how this worded. But then the last time I was like, you know what? Like, screw it. Like, I'm just going to put it up and whatever. <laughs> And, you know, now we're here, you know, season three, like, we are here. Oh, I'm so glad um, to be part of you. <laughs> I know, I, 
when I started this podcast, there was a list of people I had, and you were one of the top ten. And I was like, I have like me and Emily, you know, Emily Calloway. We yes. sat down together because she's like my creative director. <laughs> when we made a list of all the people who are going to be, you know, sort of on the podcast before my wife's presentation, but then my wife's presentation came earlier, so we couldn't really squeeze everyone in. And like you were there, and I was like so excited. I was like, what am I talking about? I have no idea. And then like I came up, like I just remembered that I was like, oh my god, like she is passionate about literally everything in this universe like let me just like talk with that and run with that and to sit down here with you and like we like talk all the time but like to do this and to to know that this is gonna help so many other people makes my heart so freaking happy so thank you so much like literally like oh I can't like it's just it's so amazing thank you um really just these past like four four and a half years it's been a journey for both of us sure and I think that to have you through all of what I went through it just was such a gift such a gift to like go from like beginning to end you know what I'm saying and I don't know I just feel like part of this podcast is because of you I can't I just you are going to make me cry (laughs) no not at all achievement unlocked oh (laughs) because you are like you are passion period like that's it you know and it's just to see you talk about certain things in class and out of class and like you just light up like (laughs) she's making me cry everyone (laughs) it's happened just just so you know I, I feel like that's how I figured out that I was passionate about certain things because like this is what passion looks like and if I was experiencing that then I knew I was on the right track you know what I'm saying I do and I really appreciate that I'm so humbled and honored that you that you feel that way because you no matter what your belief system is I fully believe whether you think you come back or you don't this is the life you have right now yeah make the most of it if you can Mm -hmm. and if you can't Find people who will help yeah. you get there. And when you get there, make sure you help other people who need that boost. Mm-hmm. I fully believe in that because the human experience is so complex. Yeah. And it's a tapestry of so many things. And as much as I joke around and say, oh, humans, you know, I'm always like, oh, why are we always messing up? I love the idea of humanity yeah. and the possibility of what it could be and what it can be. And I want to be part of that so badly. So I get excited I mean, a sunrise gets me excited. I'm like, wow, look at the colors. Holy cow. I just like to appreciate all the parts of my life. And I think that's why my passion comes through and why people can see it. Because I wear it on my sleeve and sometimes unabashedly. And you know what? Again, those haters are going to hate. But a lot of people see the joy. And that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. They always say the people who are, like, farther ahead than you are never going to judge you. And I feel like that's, like, the best thing I've ever heard. Because I've always... Mm -hmm been again so afraid of like what could happen and what could people say about it the people who you need in your life get you to where you want to be are people who aren't going to judge you at all I feel that way too I need to take more brave steps I think you're inspiring me to do that now <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a brave step in the next like, 24 hours I will take a brave step Sometimes when I come on this podcast, I, I, you know, I, we talk about certain topics with whoever I'm talking about. They seem so 
big, but I feel like here right now, I've really come to learn that the smaller the step, I feel like the bigger the impact, either on your own life and then on the community around you, because big steps are scary. Yeah, you know, and if you take a small, like if you break down that big step and you take a small step, you'll get to that big step faster because you won't be as scared. True. Oh. <laughs> wow, that was so. I just philosophical <laughs> thoughts to live by by Samantha Wins, everyone. For this last question, which is the question I asked all the guests on the podcast, what is one tip that you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passions? One tip that I would give you is to dream big and find those around you who will support you in your dream and make it happen. Mm -hmm. It might be an ugly process. It might not be a linear process. You might have setbacks, but find those people who are going to support you, whether that's emotionally or physically or whatever you might need. Find those people because they do exist. They're rooting for you. And it's awesome. And they get equally as excited, if not more excited. Yes. Not just when you reach that goal, but for every small step of the way. A hundred, a hundred, a hundred percent. Oof. Any last words you want to add in about anything that you think they'll benefit from? Sure. Um, Remember to look around you and to look at what you have and to make the most of it. And remember to share it because life and experiences truly are incredible when they are shared. That's so good. Thank you so, so, so much for being on this podcast. I appreciate it. This was the best. My soul is like changed. You are amazing. Thank Thank you you so much for guiding me through all these years. Thank you so much, Sammy. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I loved hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.